0: of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY.
1: Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up June 23rd through the 25th in Texas in the lovely Hill Country. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's one 800 497 8748, or visit GatewayMen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at PureSexRadio.com. And now, Please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen Cervantes. How are you, my friend?
0: I am blessed today. Thank you for asking me because God is good. Yeah,
1: and it's, man, we've got a beautiful day. We're looking out the window and we've had some great weather here recently and it's sunny and so Mm -hmm. it's bright. And uh, we just want to let you know before we dive into this week's topic uh, that we are a listener-supported broadcast. What this means is that the way you're hearing this is because... because we've had partners come alongside and uh, support this ministry through financial giving. And so we're grateful to all of our partners that have come along to support this ministry, and we just invite you to consider uh, giving a financial contribution, coming alongside us as monthly partners, because that helps us to continue to expand the outreach of the radio podcast. So if you'd like to learn about all the ways that you can partner with us, simply go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link so stephen um let's talk about where we're going to go in this uh in this session here. It's kind of an interesting thought It's called a
0: poem for my husband um I had an opportunity to speak with a wife with a a gracious forgiving heart. uh She has a husband who struggles sexually and uh and making progress, but the journey is long mm-hmm. right once you it's difficult. To be a male, to be a sexual, to be in a sick culture that we live in, it's difficult. And if you've got any
1: weak spots, boy, they'll be exploited by and this think, culture, you know. And I think one of the things that makes it difficult is, you know, one of the differences between dealing with a, a sexual brokenness issue or a sexual sin issue is that unlike maybe other kinds of struggles and and even addictions that are outside of the body. Mm-hmm. your sexuality is part of who you are. Oh, that's true. And so sometimes when you're trying to clean that up and live in a way that's pure, mm-hmm. man, it's like you can't just set your sexuality on the shelf and go, okay, I'm going to stop being male. Yeah, You know, it's like... It follows you it's around. A challenge. It's, it's a, a challenge.
0: part of who yeah. you are. It's woven deep in your being from youth. So this wife says, I wrote a poem to my husband that that shows my spirit and my heart, and um, if you could use it to bless others, um, I would like them to be blessed, and I would like Mm -hmm. them to use any of these words. And it's such a Jesus thing, you know, to share. The, the, The people that participate with this program, the individuals, they have such good hearts, and uh, you know, if you're part of the kingdom of God and you're, you really get it. You're you're just full of grace and forgiveness, and you want to live big. And this poem is just full of the fruits of the spirit: mm-hmm. living big, living from a place of rest and peace. You know, is our mission. We're not always there, but that's the mission. And so, if somebody else is stupid. <laughs> You you have to hold your sanity, mm-hmm. right? If somebody falls down, you got to be careful that you don't get pulled down, right? You have to keep your connection upward, working and
1: alive and daily. So and so, we want to say thank you to this wife for for sharing yes. her, her heart and her words with us and and with you, our listeners.
0: So, how do I thank you, my husband? For these years of love and commitment that you've given to me. For standing with me and walking beside me. There are times of sitting and lying down and just being together. Through the good times and the bad times, you've been faithful. Through health and sickness, through hills and valleys, our friendship has endured. Our love has continued, especially during those times we found ourselves in a deep canyon or at the bottom of some gorge, having to climb our way back up. There were times when the winds would howl and the storm would rage, but I knew I could stand on your commitment to me. To have and to hold till death do we part. How, through grace, we are able to stand. To have and to hold, always clinging on. Trusting in the solid rock of our salvation, both of us. You trusting the rock, me trusting the rock, and standing side by side. Today, I thank God for a man after his heart and a man after my heart, a man who hasn't given up even when the poop hits
1: the fan. <laughs> so we're going to pause there for a second because there's there's more to this, but we wanted to kind of break this down into sections to be able to just kind of share it with you and then and then maybe comment on it you know when i when I hear this, there's a part of me that thinks of kind of the the proverbs or things of the Psalms and kind of the way it's written. There is this sense that, you know, sometimes we declare certain things because they're historical. And then other times we declare certain things because they're aspirational. Mm. So in other words, some some declarations we make is because these have actually happened. I've seen, you know, uh I've seen you walking beside me. I've seen you be by me in health and sickness. Then there's other things that we might say that are, we're speaking them into being as far as saying, this is what we long for. This is what Mm. we're made for. Because, you know, that last line, you haven't given up even when the poop hits the fan. (laughs) It's saying, this is not, all these statements here are not saying, everything's been rosy. Everything has yes. been easy. Somebody could read this and say, you know, the very first line, how do I thank you for all these years of love and commitment? And some people might he- be hearing that. Some wives might be out there hearing that and say, I couldn't say that because my husband hasn't shown love and commitment. And this, I don't think this wife is saying every single moment of every day, you have been perfectly loving and mm. perfectly committed. But what she is saying is she's saying, I'm going to speak truth, and I'm going to speak what we're made for, and I'm going to speak what life is about, mm. even if not every single thing, every single moment has reflected that perfectly. There's almost a sense of, wow, you can, you can hear the great. spirit woven through this, the spirit yeah. of God. You know, because I think of, I think of uh, King David, when the word says that he was a man after God's own heart, and so many people scratch their head, and they're saying, what do you mean, adulterer, murderer? How's that possible? Not saying that this man did everything perfectly, but there was a sense that taken in the total of his life, you could see that he was seeking to
0: pursue God. I love that. Taken in the total of his life. He's not his mistakes. He's Mm -hmm. not his slips and failings, right? And what I love also about what you said is this is the big vision. Mm Mm-hmm. The great love story. Are any of them perfect? Have you run across anybody with a perfect love story? <laughs> no way. No, nobody's love story is perfect. But love is perfect and loving is, is consistent with who he is. And it's like this woman is standing on the ledge taking an eternal view for herself and for her husband. And saying this is who we are. I know it. And even though you're struggling with some issues, you're not perfect. You're not cured. You're not finished. We all love the story where the guy says, well, I used to, mm-hmm. and I'm all done with that, and it's in the past, and I never. She's saying, no, I'm in the storm, and I can still speak truth in the storm. Yeah, Even when there's some mess-ups, I can still remember the truth, the big vision, I'm standing on the rock.
1: Mm-hmm. And I like, the. I mean, there's language in here that's so good in terms of like, it's through grace that we're mm-hmm. able to stand. Oh, yeah. We're trusting in the rock of our salvation. So yeah. she's, what she's doing, the reason I think this is so powerful is she's, she's pointing to the higher truth because sometimes we can get so distracted by the lower truth yes the lower truth of our circumstance and she's yes. saying no i want i want to i want to cast light on the lower truth by looking at the higher truth the greater truth is this not
0: jesus talk right here yeah right i'm going to see you for better than you are and i'm going to get the big story right i'm not going to get caught up in the little story and get mucked up with you and me and my way and what I want and why don't you and stop and can not <laughs> you know that whole
1: thing? Yeah, and so we we I don't want people to think that this is some sort of uh, person that's writing this that has no connection to pain, has not faced any heartache. You know, yes. this is a person though that is filtering all of that through the higher story through the higher truth and gives her the ability to say some of the things that she's saying in here mm-hmm. so do you want to go on to the yes
0: next husband you are a man who did not turn to run when some of our mistakes caught up with us no you stood and you stayed you have stayed and you have worked You have worked till it was like your fingers were bleeding. Your heart was bleeding. Hard work was required to make the wrong things right. To change through pain and problems and stress and misunderstandings. You have worked to break out of some old stagnative ways, stagnated ways, some old patterns, some relationship routines, even though those routines were like comfortable, well-worn slippers. We've had to break the patterns. You forced on this new set of shoes, or new behaviors, and they were uncomfortable. And they have caused chafing and blistering. But you stayed. And you worked. And you hung on, my husband. You refused to give up. Even when the dark clouds came. When they threatened to overcome. And the old patterns kept haunting. And trying to weave their way back in. And catch up again. And torment and intimidate husband, you have stayed, you've kept working, you kept serving, you kept being there
1: so g- guys out there, men i I would love for you to hit replay over and over and over again on that little section right there, because the thing that resonated so much in this woman's heart was the willingness for this man in all of his pains and problems and patterns and all of that to to work, to mm-hmm. get to work. And not just work in a sense of trying to have a fix-it mentality, but to work in the sense of having a faithfulness mentality. Because what I hear throughout all this language here is time. I don't hear... A two-day project here. (laughs) I don't hear a weekend, you know, uh, repair going on. There is time in here. She's Mm. talking about old, stagnated ways, and talking about uh, old patterns. And I mean, this is a long process, and so I think this can be. This is what men need to hear, because too many men they look at their their brokenness and their sin as a simple repair project. Hey, just give me the tools, let me fix it and I'll move on my way. They don't see it as a lifestyle project that this is something that is a life change and that takes a long time because it's not about just, you know, dieting to lose some weight. It's about completely changing your entire dietary habits, so to speak. Are you calling me fat? <laughs>
0: No, but that is too funny because that's what change, right? We get set and even the eating patterns that we have, right? And we stagnate and we go, I wish it would change, but I don't want to stop. I don't want to really disrupt my routine. And yet that's what this is all about. Bleeding and working and chafing and struggling and disciplining and going places you've never been before. And I made a note. The first section we heard was vision she casts a vision. The second part, she's talking about hard work, mm-hmm. never quitting, never giving up. I have to tell you this this thing, I'm listening to this guy speak, and he's talking about, he's a military guy, and he says, I get up every morning at 4.30 in the morning, and I work out, until 5.30, I get something to eat, and I'm at the office at 6.30. I thought, man, I'm sort of lazy (laughs) because I don't want to get up that early and exercise. But he created, that man created a vision in my mind that I could get up early and get more done. And because somebody gave me a vision, I've been pushing myself in the last few weeks, getting up early. Don't complain, pop up, get going, get moving. Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm comparing the vision that she said in the first part we need vision. Somebody has to speak vision. We get in these ruts.
1: Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I think I think too many times when it comes to the issue of sexual sin, and and what we deal with so, so often in our ministry, is the vision is not the real vision. In other words, the vision that so many men adopt is this vision of simply stopping the sexually sinful behaviors. Mm. And what she's saying here is, you know what the vision that my husband caught, the vision that I'm seeing, the the thing that I'm seeing that is so much more impressive than simply stopping a few behaviors is the vision of living into the faithful design that God has made for marriage. Wow. Because what did she say here? He stayed. He kept working. He He kept being there. That's the vision. The vision is faithfulness, not just not doing a few behaviors. Mm, That's
0: good. So in the last part, she says, You are the handsome man of my heart. You have a brave heart. You have a beautiful heart. It is a courageous heart. A clean heart that clings to God, knowing in ourselves, and by ourselves, we will fail. Mm. But in Him, and with Him, and through Him, we can not only stand, but we can scale impossible walls. And together we will wait on Him and stretch out our wings, spread and soar and fly. It's our calling, it's our destiny. You are the man. My man, the one who will lead not only us into the future, but you will lead with strength and dignity, and you will lead other men to become the men that they were meant to be. Dear husband, you are a man of thunderous morals and virtue, a man after my heart, a man after God's heart. Through many more years tell death to us part
1: man that is so good i love the again this is this is a this is a charge here right mm. that you know i love what she says here about um in ourselves and by ourselves we will fail
0: yes <laughs> and we've proven that right we've all proven that and she puts herself in this. Mm-hmm. She didn't say, "You're gonna fail again, you lughead." Right. <laughs> she said, "If it's just about us, if it's just about flesh and lust and wants and and me and self, there's a lot of failing gonna go, that's gonna happen." And she's saying, "You have failed, and me too." Mm-hmm. There's humility in this, and I love the way she defines him. You have a brave heart. Yeah, but if we're stupid we still have brave hearts and we have beautiful hearts, even if sometimes we're stupid, right? We still have courageous hearts. She's got it right mm-hmm. when she calls him by his true definition because she didn't say, you're just a stupid-hearted man, you do stupid, your heart's stupid, your brain's stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. Oh my goodness, she says, you have a brave heart, a beautiful heart, a courageous heart. You are the handsome man of
1: my heart. Mm-hmm. And I think the key to that is what, what I was talking about earlier. There's, there are. There's a vision that is aspirational. There's a vision that is saying, you know, what this is true, even if in the moment there seems to be circumstances that give evidence to the contrary. Amen. So, because a lot of times guys don't understand this, and, and not just guys, humans, we don't understand this. You know, I think about the story of the prodigal son and how he went so far. You know, he took the inheritance before his father had passed away. He goes off to this distant country, squanders all that money and in, insensuous living that included prostitutes. And then the money runs out and things are getting worse and worse and worse. He finds himself eventually looking at a pig and he's envying what the pig is eating. Mm. And it says that it's at that moment that he came to his senses. And we look at all of that that's going on. We look at that circumstances and we say, what a despicable kid, right? Mm. What, a, what a coward, what a selfish self-centered. And you know what? The circumstances are all indicating that those things are true. And yet, if you look at that perspective from the way I think God puts the light on it, is he's saying that kid in that moment, having that moment of contrition, and remembering his father, and putting together a plan for going home and confessing, that kid is showing courage. Hmm. That kid is right where he needs to be in order for his heart to move in the right direction. And we don't look at those moments like that. We don't look at those chaotic you know, moments where we're drowning in our sin oh my goodness. as the possibility of that might be exactly where God needed to get us in yeah. order to expose to us the real courageous heart that we have. That he's getting mm-hmm. us to a place where we can have true contrition and real humility and real, as she puts it here, cleanness and broken, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And That's so we don't good. look at it that way.
0: No, I had lunch with this guy and he was telling me it's been the most difficult two years of my life. I moved here from another state and, and it's been hard. And, and he says, don't you love it? I said, what? Don't you just love it when you struggle and you wrestle and it's difficult and you're alive and you need a lot of God in your life? Don't you just love that? I thought, no, not really. No, no. You're not. You're talking the wrong guy here. But he reminded me that the struggling places are still good places
1: because Mm -hmm. of God. Well, if you think about it, what does James tell us? Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Mm. Some because things in the Bible
0: are are still are, they're you difficult know, to embrace,
1: like, right? Oh, that's got
0: a pure I, joy. And I think you're right. I think you're spot on. But not kind because
1: but not because the trials in themselves are enjoyable. No. But we consider it joy because of what those trials produce in our faith. Yes. And I think that's what this woman Absolutely. is saying here about her husband. Mm-hmm. She's not saying you 100% of the time have a clean heart. But what she is declaring is she's saying, that's what you're made for. Yes. And what I'm seeing in you is as you get up again and again and again and you show this faithfulness, is that is displaying the clean heart that you have. Because you're saying there's a joy in all of what these trials chip off of us, all of what these trials Mm. refine us into. Yes. And I think that's the vision that she's casting here, the hope that she's giving, the blessing that she's speaking over her husband uh, of that faithfulness. It's
0: interesting how it's so Jesus talk, Mm -hmm. right? Not where you are, but what you were made for, right? The big story, not the little story.
1: Well, I think about it this way. Another example from the scriptures that I think is relevant here is when Jesus called Peter, The very first, one of the first encounters that Jesus had with Peter, when Peter basically said, leave me because I'm an unclean man. You know, when Jesus performed this miracle of all these fish sinking his boats, Jesus actually said to him at that moment, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now, the thing is, that was Peter had no experience yet in following Jesus, had no experience in ministry, had none of that. Yeah. And so the the vision, the calling that Jesus put on his life, did that have any did that need any connection to Peter's experience?
0: It made no sense at no. all, no. And
1: so this is something I think we need to glean from what this woman is putting in this his poem. Is there is a vision there that says do you realize that God has a vision for your life? before you've experienced any of it. Mm. So in other words, before you've even taken those steps maybe in the right direction, God still says, you're beloved, you're clean, you're righteous in my sight, you have been given a new name, you're a son, you're a daughter, Mm. all these things that are already true about you, whether you've walked in them at all yet or not. Yes,
0: yes. It's interesting because she says, you will lead and you will lead lead us. Mm Mm-hmm. And you will lead other men also, and it's exactly what you're saying. I mean, that's why I say it sounds like Jesus speaking. And you so know, that's what great I great w- commission to go out there.
1: That's what I want to encourage everybody who's listening out there. Is you know, you may feel like because of where you are, maybe you feel like the prodigal son sitting in the pigsty in a moment of desperation, feeling like all the choices that you've made up to this point leave you hopeless, leave you purposeless. Uh, visionless, but let this be an encouragement to you. Let this be something that can wash over you and help you to recognize that all those things do not put God in any kind of a box, do not limit his ability to continue to speak the truth in your life and for you to actually have purpose where it's not only good for your life, but also good for the lives of others, that there can be a purpose that goes beyond you. So we want that hope to be something that is instilled in in you from this. Yes.
0: And the wish for this program from the author of this poem is that you would receive a blessing and that you may in turn bless others. And it's such a powerful message in a time when, uh, especially men that are struggling with their sexuality, feel like such losers. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just a big screw up. You're just a big loser. You can't get it together. Uh, lots of failure, lots of shame, um, and and yet speak. I mean, truth can be spoken in the middle of that. You know, it's isn't it interesting how one person grounded in truth, with their spiritual head on straight, right, and their heart open and receptive, can turn to a broken one, and say, "I got the vision for both of us." Mm-hmm. I know the design. for. Even though you're caught over there making mud pies, you know, playing in the dirt, I got the vision. I know the program. I know the way. And I'm not getting off the trail. Mm-hmm. You want to be stupid? You be stupid. Get back in line as soon as you get up and clean yourself off. But I'm not going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Because you understand when the guy is stupid and the woman can be
1: stupid and she can act out of control and she can lose everything. It's like, well, we can both be stupid. Well, and that's why I think it's important what this woman did in this poem is she had her eyes fixed on Jesus, mm. not on her husband. And the reason that she could speak that Amen. vision and blessing into his life is because she had her perspective firmly fixed in the right direction. And if you think about it, all we're ever charged with as followers of Jesus is to declare to others, come and see.
0: Amen. So this is one sister who wanted to bless some other sisters and to also bless the men with some bigger truth about who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: We pray that this has been helpful. If you'd like some more uh, resources or just uh, for us to come alongside in your journey, please contact us, and we look forward to having you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.